It finally happened. I remember earlier this morning, and I told you about it on the radio, and you couldn't believe it. There was a a true crime documentary on Netflix that was playing at my house last night. My house! That you were watching. Because I know Katie will partake. Well, no, Katie picked it and, mm-hmm. and, and, and hit Netflix and hit the Murdoch murders or whatever it is and <laughs> fired it up and... And I was like, yeah, and I, you were talking about it a lot. And, and even Mike, my favorite sports personality in the universe, Pat McAfee, is talking about it. So I got one of my favorite people, Jenny Matthews, talking about it. I got my favorite sports guy, Pat McAfee, talking about it. I know my wife wanted to see it anyway. So it's like, you know what? I'm going to sit down and I'm going to give it a watch. Fascinating stuff. I was very pissed off by the end of this uh, whole thing. So let me just give you a, br- a brief summary of what's going on with the Murdoch family in case you haven't heard anything about it, which I feel like by now, even again, even if you're not in the massive true crime world like I am. I mean, I don't know about cases that nobody else talks about, but yeah. this is like everybody's talking about it. Number one, no one has, knows how to say this guy's first name correctly. Well, Number two, no one has, knows how to say their damn last name correctly. So his name is Alex and then Murdaugh, M-U-R-D-A-U-H-G-G-H. But you know what's funny? On court TV, sometimes I think it's a slip of the tongue, but it's also like a subliminal thought or whatever. They, they say murderer. Ah. <laughs> I'm like, oh. But um, no, so like, there's a lot of things going on. And I think the documentary, um, from I've only one episode in. You're, you've watched all of them. Two and a half. Two and a half. Um, it focus, off the last half hour, though. Well, it starts off and it focuses on the boat case, which is kind of where the whole thing really began. Uh, Paul Murdaugh, the son, uh, was... <laughs> He's like of 20, garbage like young twenties, you know, young twenties, and um, you know, just uh, from a prominent family, you get the feeling he was able to do Douchebag. whatever he wanted his whole life. I um, hate my voice. I'm so sorry. No, I you, hate you that do, kid. But he, uh, you know, and they enjoy the alcohol big part of everything that was going on with this kid. So anyway, he's out in the the boat with a, a bunch of friends, and they're drinking, and they're drinking for hours upon hours. He is. There's video. You can see him. I mean, he Remember is they call drunk him as a skunk. His buddy says, like, when you know, when Paul gets that drunk, we don't call him Paul anymore. We just call him Timmy. We just made up a name because that ain't Paul no more. I call him Timmy. I've had girls that we've done that, like girlfriends, and we've changed like their name when they get because they get real like slutty when they start drinking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Change the name. What's a, funny? Yeah, I can't so, remember. I was gonna say like like if we had to pick right now, like let's say we knew somebody, a female who was like when they were drunk turned a different person. What what is the drunk name we use? Cinnamon with an S. Mm. I think name. so. Or like. Or like Roxy, uh, like Roxanne. I'm so sorry if you're listening and your name is Roxanne, and I just made you a hoe. <laughs> oh, how about this? How about your like your your slutty name is is Jenny, uh-huh. but with an I and, and a, a heart. heart. 100%. I'll take that. Okay, so anyway, so so the the boat case happens. So the bottom line is. Paul's drunk as a skunk. He wrecks this boat, and Idiot. a girl dies on the boat. Like she dies in the crash, yeah, right? Poor Mallory. Poor Mallory. Beautiful girl. Had a promising future. All these girls, by the way, spectacular looking. I mean, absolute hotties. And these nerd <laughs> hicks that they're hanging out with is just rich hicks. I'm telling you, prominent family, lots of money. Anyway, so oh, I whole- like Mallory's boyfriend. Uh, Anthony, I think is his I name. I like him too. And he, because he's just like, hey, listen, I'm here to tell you right now. He's like. Good looking too. A that good, kid. good old boy. Mm-hmm. Like he, you, all he wants, all it seems like all he's wanted to do is buy a piece of land and find him a good wife. I agree with you. All he wants. Yeah, I agree with you on that. It's really it's stupid. Paul sad. took that from him. And they were like they dated when they were. I mean, not dated, but they were they were childhood friends. They knew each other when they were like four years old and kind of and, grew up together. And and finally and, asked her out, and they uh, were in the honeymoon stage of the relationship. Yeah, the whole thing. That's really sad. Okay, so it, it focuses on that. So, but the, but the bottom line is, and I think we can all agree, they basically proved it that Paul was driving the boat drunk. He tried to deny and say he wasn't the driver. Let's face it, Paul was going to prison. 
Like, how are you getting out of that? Somebody died. I don't know what sort of, you know, what what it would have been involuntary, involuntary manslaughter. I don't know. And, they I don't try, know. and then they tried to pin it on the other kid, Connor. They tried to make it like, yeah. we're, we're going to do, we're going to say that Connor drove the boat. Yeah. Like, hit. Connor's like, mm. I wasn't driving the boat. I'm sorry. I'm trying to be more storytelling, but I keep interrupting myself just to say how big of a piece of trash this whole family is. Well, so it starts there, and then life starts to unravel for this Murdoch family. You realize that Alex, I call him Alex, a lot of people call him Alec Murdoch, his life was unraveling because he had been stealing from his law firm tens upon tens upon hundreds of millions of dollars, like just so many millions of dollars he was stealing from clients, like really sick stuff too, money that was supposed to be going to young kids who lost a parent. I mean, just sick, like Mm -hmm. sick, sick, sick. So, and then and then he had an opiate addiction on top of all of that, which now he's kind of blaming his troubles and all his problems for, you know, his opiate addiction. And I have and I have a lot of compassion for those who are addicted to things and do shady things to, you know, perpetuate their addiction. I, I know As that you happens. And, and and where you and I differ mm-hmm. is that I have no empathy for this person whatsoever. Yeah, I don't. think it's his own fault and I think that that person sucks. Well, so the trial is going on now to which now they're saying that Alex Murdaugh murdered Maggie the, his wife, the, Paul's mom, and Paul, mm-hmm. his son. And I'm watching the trial in real time. And then, of course, all these documentaries and stuff are out. So there's just so much to consume about this family and about this situation. Uh, the, the verdict will be, I bet we have a verdict by Monday. The jury's doing a view of the land and the property today. What is today? Thir- today is March 1st. Today Wednesday. is the, uh, is, what's, no, today's not the Ides of March, but right. today is the. Is it the eyes of March? I don't know. I forget. I was one of my can't match my I think it's like March 14th, I think, is the eyes of Pi Day. Mm-hmm. I think Pi Day is the eyes of March, but I'm not sure. Well, anyway, it's March 1st. It's Wednesday. So I do predict in my you know trial-watching opinion that we will mm-hmm. have a verdict of some sort by Monday. Wouldn't be surprised if it's a hung jury, though. Um, I, I think everybody thinks what? he did it, but I just don't know that they've the state has proven it, and that's oh. that's where it's tough. What? What is a hung jury? Um, where you've got some that say guilty and some that say not guilty, and you go back. You, you so I, I thought you just sat in that room until you figured it out. Can they? Well, they can just eventually to. say just so we give up because we're sort of stalemate. You can, and then the judge is going to give you what I believe is called an Allen charge. Look at me using legal mm. mumbo jumbo. I've used an Allen wrench. <laughs> right, this is a little different, but the judge will basically say, "Okay, I'm so sorry that you've tried for a very long time and you can't come to a verdict, but we really need you to come to a verdict." So he'll send them back, and then I've seen it happen where they do go back, but. You know, they, they give so many hours, and then it's like, dude, we cannot come up with a verdict here. Can't agree on anything. Yeah, yeah I don't know. Um, it's tough. I Again, I, I feel like he did it. I'll tell you what's throwing me, though. Mm-hmm. First of all, the idea of killing your spouse, that does happen. I'm not saying that's a great thing, but that does happen. You hear cases like that. Yeah. Killing your own child in such a brutal manner as well, to shoot him with a shotgun and Chest, literally and then face. blow his brains out. Yep. His brains were on the pathway next to his body. Like that is so brutal. And his demeanor in court, Alec, like crying. See, I just called him Alec. Crying, like hysterically crying. And to be honest with you, seems very genuine. But here's what I think. I think he did do it. I think he killed them. But I think he is, is seriously like. I, mean, I gotta say, he's fucked up in the head. Like, I have no other way to say it. I wow. truly believe, I know we don't usually cuss on the podcast, but I truly think that. And I think he has convinced himself that he had to do it because Paul was gonna go to prison. And I think he killed Maggie because Maggie knew about his pill addiction and took his pills. And he was like, give me my pills or you're out. That's what I think happened. Yeah. I, uh, you think Ooh, he's gonna die lot. in prison? I do think he's gonna die in prison. You think, you think it's gonna be by his own hand? It could be. But you know what? I don't think it will be because I think he's such a narcissist and I think he's. 
too much about and I hate to say a coward because I the idea of killing yourself is just a terrible terrible thing it's kind of cowardly in its own right it is people who kill themselves that's a very cowardly move but I just don't think he has what it takes to do that either you think he has the stones I don't but I think somebody will take him out he's a big dude though he's like 6'4 200 and something pounds well I see I don't know because in prison you know he's going to be in there for but we all know this about prison unless you're in there for like a child sex crime or you're a rat Aren't you left alone in prison for the most part? Like, oh, you like in prison because prisoners are crazy. Oh, you killed your wife and kid? Eh, whatever. You know why he could survive in prison? Because, you know, they got the old canteen where they can get uh, hostess cakes and such from like the, mm-hmm. the commissary. Mm-hmm. I wonder if because this guy is, you know, still related to people and still has people in his life that believe in him. And supply him with money. He's going to pay his debt off in ho-hos? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do think that. And some snowballs, maybe. <laughs> think they'll make him smuggle drugs up his backside? You know, if he's doing as much, as many opiates as he claims to be doing, like he's saying sometimes as many as 60 pills a day. Mm-hmm. Do you remember Matthew Perry? This is a little bit of a sharp left here, but Matthew mm-hmm. Perry from Friends. Remember he has the memoir? I read it, and I don't know why I can't remember the number, but didn't he say he was doing some... He did. He, he said one day he didn't drink like a gallon of vodka and took 57 pills, I want to think, or something. That was like one day. In one day. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. And here's the thing, too. You could look at Matthew Perry and go, he was definitely on something at this period of his life. Yeah. I mean, the pictures that they're showing of Alec Murdoch, he was, you know, going to court, he was prosecutor, like he was doing all the things and didn't didn't appear to be falling apart or falling down or mm-hmm. falling asleep or any of the things. So I, I don't know. Here's what's extra sus about Alex Murdoch, though, is they said that I, I hear what you're saying about him crying on the mm-hmm. stand and all that. But there was also an, the, this there's this guy in the documentary who works for the local newspaper so obviously he's heard of the family, obviously, and he's he's kind of been suspicious of them for years. But he said his first day, or when his when his when his son was on trial for the boat wreck, when they've charged his son with with you know with BUI boating under the influence, he uh, at, like I mean your son is on is on a felony trial here, and they said he was so he walked in that day and he was just like. He, he saw that reporter and he was like, oh, oh, hey, Joe, how you doing? Shaking his hand like good old boys, like they're out the, at the it hunting club like or something. It was like good old boys. Do you, did you see the part where like at the hospital after the boating accident that Alex shows up with this f- basically fake badge that, you know, insinuating that he was a part of law enforcement? I heard during the trial and that all he, he's just trying to get in everyone's room and just like get stories collaborating. Yes. Like that's a, that's exactly what he was trying to and do. And the girlfriend, Paul's girlfriend, Morgan, was like, nurse, please keep that man out of my room. That man is evil. Yeah. And I believe these kids, you know, you could say, oh, they just want to get, you know, their claim to fame, 15 minutes of fame or, you know, make some money off doing a documentary. I don't know about you, but I I believe all the things these these young kids are saying, these 20 something year olds, you know, trust them more than that family. Seriously. Like, well, in, in the documentary, I'm sure I, this is in the first episode. And so I'm sure you saw this part, but where um, Paul is drunk driving and has an accident. And this is this was what he did all, all the time was like he would, you know, because the girl he's in this drunk driving accident and the girl tries to call 911. He basically throws the phone and says, don't you call 911? What are you doing? And then he was calling his grandpa because grandpa was the one that was getting him out of all the trouble because it's just a, a, a family with a generations of yeah, generational wealth legal is, is people, insane. Wealth, yeah. it's in, they were just and in, they just oh, called their own tow truck or whatever, and just got the truck out of there, threw all the beer and everything the guns into the away, woods, all threw, the things. threw all the guns into the woods. I mean, and here's the thing: like they're they are country boys. I'm, I'm I don't doubt that there were guns all over the place. I don't doubt. I mean, they were hunters. You know what I mean? They that's what they did. I don't doubt that they were drinking a lot. Like you know, just yeah. I don't doubt any of that. But he, it was getting just too shady. Yeah. 
with all of them. I hate to admit this, but I am now looking forward to because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch the last episode. I, I we put, turned on the last episode, kind of dozed in and out through it, so we didn't get to really fully watch. So I'll watch the last episode today, mm-hmm. and then um, I hate to admit this, and don't 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 set this up like it's some sort of future precedent. It's right. not. But I will be interested and I will look forward to hearing from you what happens as far as the verdict of this man. I'm really excited about this verdict because it usually you can kind of see where it's going. I With this one, I just don't know. Not that I feel like all the jurors have to be thinking, okay, like. So we all know he we did We all know it, right? he did it. But did they prove that but he did it? But did they prove it? And it's. And it breaks my heart for the prosecutor, to be honest with you, because he's doing his gosh darn best, you know? And it's just, at the end of the day, it just is what it is. You have the evidence that you have, and, you know, I don't know. It's fascinating. The whole thing's fascinating. But here's the other thing. A lot of his financial crimes got brought into the trial, Mm -hmm. which is a murder trial, and his defense attorney tried to not, he tried to get that stuff to stay out. Because really it is, they they were saying it was prejudicial, because it's... His financial crimes were something totally different than Mm -hmm. the murder, obviously. But it all ties into motive, and... I think what's wild is even if he, let's just say they get a not guilty on this, he's absolutely 100% going to be found guilty of these financial crimes and he will go to jail for yeah. the rest of his life for those. There but was, I, I think it's a it's a pride thing though. He Pride or whatever, narcissistic. Yep. He just doesn't want people to think he killed them. He, This guy literally, I mean, he is kicked out of the law firm that has his name on it that his great-grandpa started. And they Sick. kicked him out and they said, you, you can't come in. Because they were, Here, here's what's messed up about that law firm. Yeah. Like, yeah, you kicked him out, but they didn't kick him out for stealing from the kids. They didn't kick him out for stealing from the uh, housekeeper's kids. No, they kicked him out because he was stealing from fellow partners. Yeah. He was taking money out the pot of the, of the law firm. And they're like, listen, buddy, that no, you ain't nobody above you mess with my money. You are out the door. Um, I cannot wait to, I, 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 I hate admitting it, but yeah, I cannot wait to hear what happens on Monday. Well, it's kind of like, a, this might be as big as the OJ trial. I mean, people are really talking about this. I don't think it's as big as the OJ trial because OJ was a celebrity before. I mean, he was yeah. a major athlete. Like, yeah. Maybe not. But, you know, but that was a verdict we were all invested in and wanting to know. And I do think there are a lot of people waiting to see what happens here. You I'll so, totally keep you posted. Are you so happy that we've spent fi- that I've spent 15 minutes talking about this with you? Mike, if we could talk about true crime at least once a week, I would be ecstatic. I mean, I could lead you to some cases that would. I mean, you got to admit, though, truly, you have to admit that the, these murder documentaries, they do grab your attention. I mean, they are they are fascinating. I don't know if I can admit that because I know that really? this one has, but I've tried to watch other ones. I don't just like blindly come in and say that your true crime is dumb. Yeah, I've, I've tried to watch other ones, and they're just not interesting. What's the um, the Wisconsin? Making a Murderer. Mm-hmm. Hated that. You did? I hated it. It was too, and I know why you loved it, because it was so much courtroom. Oh, yeah. It, was, it wasn't just like the highlights. It uh-huh. was every single detail. Mm-hmm. And I am bored. I don't have time oh. for that. I'm one of those people, and I'm going to shift this to more of something I can relate to. They implemented new rules in baseball this year, because pitchers and batters were standing around. Like, a batter would go up to the plate, right? Mm-hmm. He'd step up. He'd take the first pitch. Ball, strike, whatever it was. Step out of the batter's box. He would adjust each batting yes, glove. Yes, he I would can adjust it. each shin guard, adjust his elbow pad, adjust his helmet, step back in the box, fake, you know, w- kind of wind up, wind up, wind up, finally put the bat on the shoulder, he's ready. And then the pitcher does his whole routine, getting, him, getting his feet set and everything. You know, 
four minutes in between a pitch sometimes. It was just insane. And so baseball, like, you know, basketball has a shot clock. Uh-huh. Baseball's doing that. They have a pitch clock. Like, let's get going. So I they need to can get... do all those things, but they just have to be really you quick about it? Eight seconds to do, seconds. to do whatever no you need way. to do. And the pitcher has 15 seconds to throw the ball once he gets the ball back in his glove. Wow. They're already So last year, the average spring training game Lasted a little over three hours, and then in the, once the regular season start, the the games lasted an average of three hours and eleven minutes. This year, in a small sample size, mind you, but spring training games have already been reduced by twenty three minutes. So instead of a three hour and one minute game, they're averaging two hours and thirty eight minutes. And just think about that: that's twenty three minutes of nothingness. Of nothing that they've eliminated from the game. There's more action. It's faster, and and people smart traditionalists. I. I am far from a traditionalist. I know a lot of people in Kansas City are. Like when I bring up the baseball thing, I think it's good that they're going to be downtown. But no, you can't blow up the K. That's the way mm-hmm. it's always been. I loathe that argument because it doesn't make sense. There's no logic or merit behind it. That's the way it's always been mm-hmm. is a terrible, terrible argument you should never use if you're trying to win an argument. There's no point behind that. And so I think a new stadium is good. I think faster rules. People are like, well, you're, you're, you're ruining the game. I'm sorry. You you think what's good for the game is watching a guy standing around no. for 15 seconds, adjusting his cup, spitting can out I his tell chew? You, no, but can I tell you who I I do feel a little nervous for are the players? Because I've, I, I don't even watch that much baseball, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. And I have often thought to myself, the OCD in these rituals and like, you know, maybe a a player feels like, well, if I don't touch my hat three times and spit and you know blow a bubble and hit the, you know what I'm saying? Like, well, guess if, what? Do it faster. Get over it. Oh no, like, I, I, I I get I, you. I have no sympathy for the players. Don't, totally get you, but I just wonder how that's gonna go. Just because if that's the way they've always done it. Mm-hmm. Is it going to make them all nervous and freak them out? It'll be interesting to see what it does. Some players, yeah, but if you don't have the men, if you if you've made it all the way to to the to the big leagues and you don't have the mental ability to not unvelcro and revelcro <laughs> a batting glove after every pitch, like I know, but they all do. They don't know. They don't all do. There are just some guys. I that feel do it. like well, I just feel like I see it a lot then. But I I'll be really curious to see if it messes with their. It's either going to make them stronger or it's going to. Deplete their mental and, state. And, 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 here's an, and it might de- de- deplete some guys, and that's unfortunate. But I think in the long term, it's really good for the game. And then you'll have these 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 new generation of ball players who come up in five, ten years. It'll be the only way they know, and that'll just yeah. be the way it is, and that's what they'll be used to, and it'll be fine. And baseball is better in the long term for it. I understand that it might be different, and people don't always like different, but like. I say this about daylight saving time. Mm-hmm. There are people who want to keep daylight saving time because, well, that's the way it's always been. And wouldn't it be weird? And it would be weird, quite frankly, because if, if if what they're proposing now goes through with daylight saving time, they would keep... We're, we're about... We're like two weeks away from jumping forward. We're, we're about to spring forward into daylight saving time. And then the law is that might potentially be passed is just leave it there. Once we spring forward this year, just leave it there forever and never go back. I am here for it. And people are saying one of the weird things would be if we did that then the short so the shortest day of the year is December 21st right 4 days before christmas on that day the sun wouldn't rise until after 9 a.m. <laughs> like weird. it would be 8:30 a.m. and still pitch black outside uh-huh and would that be weird to us yes but we all agree that almost everybody agrees that daylight saving time is stupid Right, I mean, it, it's it's a weird thing, and it doesn't need to be there. And yes, it would be weird for us, but it's not about us. Mm. Think about the next generation. Think about my five month old daughter Chandler. 
she would just grow up used to that. That's what she would know, yeah, right? Th- and she'd be like, no, that's not weird. That's just the way also, it is. Just because we're not used to it, and it would be different, but but get over right. it. Right, no, 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 I totally get you. And I also think on that note, wouldn't it be cool if we just, then it became a thing where everybody gets off that day, like you're just off that day. Because then think you could sleep in, it would be mm. nice and dark, you could really get a good extended sleep, give yourself the rest that your body needs. Well, from I think most people do would take that because that's usually that's part of Christmas week. Whatever, Christmas but you know what I'm later. saying. Yeah. Like that'd be kind of cool. We could make it like okay, a day of rest. <laughs> Everybody, stay you know home and go that to in sleep. like Australia. So I I used to follow on Instagram these Australian radio DJs, and you know that people in Australia like DJ. I think a lot of people they they get like a month off, like from two weeks before Christmas to like January 10th or whatever that Monday is. Like they get that whole time off to go take holidays, spend time with their families. Nice. I completely reset, and I'm like, man, what a, what a time! Like, mm-hmm. sign us up for that. Why can't? I don't know. I don't know if like it's that? if it's still like this, but I remember when I was in Spanish in school, <clears throat> and we learned about siesta, and that like in Spain, which I went to Spain, and they didn't have a siesta in the middle of the day, but that like that was kind of a thing that everybody did, kind of like uh, high tea or what do they call it? Yeah, that's exactly what they call it. Yeah. High tea in London. Yeah, and so in Spain again, I don't even know. But if they still do anything like this, but that there was always like a siesta, a little nap, a little rest. Everybody has a little rest part of your day. A little rest. Smart. Here. I guess, that, yeah. And if you all, of all businesses agree to do it at the same time, let's just shut down business for mm-hmm. an hour. Everybody take a, a snooze and let's come back. Another thing, I'm going to tell you a headline I saw. I did not read the story, so I don't know all the details, but that something to the effect of that workplaces are considering very strongly the four day mm-hmm. work week. And I support that as well. Sure. Right. It makes a lot of sense. We're. It does seem like we're. I feel like now, and I'm only a new parent. I can imagine you, who's been a parent for ten or twelve years, but like, I mean, we are stretching ourselves. Oh yeah. To to the brink, and and Americans especially are stretched more than others because it's it's. I mean, it's, it's all about that almighty dollar and hustle. And if you want to go get that hustle and do that, like, I, I I commend you. I say go for it. I'm fine being a average middle of the road person who gets a three-day weekend every weekend like mm-hmm. I, and, and for the hustlers there's plenty there's plenty you could do to still hustle would you want off friday or monday i think i would want off monday because I, I like again, friday again i don't think it would matter i think i think it'd be nice to have monday off just like if i'm thinking about days you know what i mean because then it would be like oh cool tuesday through friday let's go to work let's get it done and then saturday sunday monday off i don't know but i i do enjoy a thursday night Ooh, i love a thursday night and I love a Thursday night. night. And I love a Thursday night. Name the artist. I love um, Rainy Night. That is Love a Rainy Night. That is um, Ronnie Millsap? No. No, that is uh, Love a Rainy Night. John Denver? Nope. Uh, love a Rainy Night. Um, ooh, give me the first letter. E. Last name is also an animal. It starts with an E and the last name is an animal? Mm-hmm. Ooh. Shoot, now I gotta double check this because now I have two names in my head and I gotta make sure I got this. I don't right. even know. I thought it was one of the two I said. No, 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 no. Eddie Rabbit. Eddie Rabbit. Eddie yes. Rabbit is I love a rainy yes. night. Yes. Now I gotta make sure I've got that yeah, right. That's good. Yeah, make sure. I love the podcast we do. Yep, there it is. Boom. Eddie we Rabbit. got it. Eddie Rabbit, I love rainy night. I think like Eddie Rabbit had another song besides that one. Would you have another hit that I would have known? Hang on. Like um I God, that, all that music reminds me of Ooh, I'm driving my life away. That's, yeah, that's, that's the other, it. That's the other. Yeah, that's Looking the other. Looking for a better way. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yeah.
Eddie Rabbit's good. He's no John Anderson, though, Jenny. I'll tell you what. You know what? John Anderson, I just can't get down with. That's just one artist. I don't know. But here's what's interesting about that. Him. I think it's interesting that you love Luke Bryan, mm-hmm. but loathe John Anderson. Because it's a similar kind of back-of-the-throat style of what Think I, about, mm-hmm. think about. okay, so John Anderson, you know, straight tequila night. Mm-hmm. And now think about Luke Bryan. I hear you, but I, it's different for me. Country girl, shake it for me. I've always thought, picture this. Think about Kenny Chesney's voice. Think about just like, pick, pick any, Kenny, any, Kesney, any Kenny Chesney song and just think of his voice. Mm-hmm. Now think of the song Straight Tequila Night by John Anderson, if you know it. I think Kenny could make a magnificent remake of Straight Tequila Night. I'd like to hear it. Don't ask. On a straight tequila night. He's turning to karaoke time on the on the podcast. So we love that podcast. We do what we want. We talk about whatever we want to. <clears throat> we um we're actually hanging out a little extra today at work because we have a luncheon to attend today. We do. And since this podcast is being released today, we can't talk about what's going mm-hmm. to happen. It's gonna be you're gonna warm the cockles of your heart on the actual yeah. round Q one oh four. But today's like uh, the pump up day, yeah. uh and there's a luncheon. Pump up day for us. Like they're behind the scenes, they're getting us ready for mm-hmm. it. And uh you know, if you've listened to the station over the last couple of years, you can probably guess what it is, but uh mm-hmm. It's for a that. good thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I know. What do you think they're going to give us, though, for the luncheon? Because I, we, I think we've agreed that we, we think it's going to be Jimmy John's. think it's going to be Jimmy John's. That's what I think. I hope so. Um, I like a Jimmy John's. I need to get back to Subway, though. Because oh, I, I used they're to slicing su- the meat fresh now. Well, here's the thing about Subway. I guess they just recently completely redid the menu. Like, they completely just overhauled everything. Because I would always go to Subway, get the Italian BMT. Mm. That's what I always got. I always Delicious. got the BMT. Only thing I ever got at Subway. But now I've seen these commercials and they got all these NBA players like Steph Curry in there. And I, I mean, I've, they literally just erased their whole menu and just came up with these all new sandwiches. And some of them look pretty good on the old television. Of course, they're designed to look good on television. But like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I need to get in and try one out. I like a firehouse sub. Sure. Those are delightful. Warmed up, you know. Mm. Mm. A chicken bacon ranch. Mm. All day. God, Ooh, I'm hungry. Can I vague book real quick here on the podcast? Yeah. I had, look, it's, it's no secret, right, that you and I uh, have. Um, different items that we promote and we partner up with different clients around Kansas City. Sure. I've got a great relationship with hy V and I promote them and, and Clean Heart Maids and you've got your clients as well. Uh, where do you want to begin? Aesthetic Care, <laughs> care Med Spa, mm-hmm. Dury Vision. No, there's lots of them. But we believe, truth is though, I can't speak for anybody, but I can speak for us, is that we talk about things that we genuinely believe in yeah, and that we genuinely support. We don't partner up with with businesses or something that, that, that doesn't make sense for us to partner up with. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got a, I, again, I've got a five month old. So yeah, um, grocery, like, well, my favorite thing about Hy-Vee is they deliver groceries to my house. Like that's real talk. That is real life. And I, I, I mean that. Well, also the fact that you can go to Hy-Vee and get not just groceries, but like lots of other things, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, we get that. Mm-hmm. And then um, with clean, with clean heart maids, like, like I'm not, it's not some like hoity toity maid service. They actually do offer some uh, like, much more affordable options than you would think as well. And those are the options I use. I don't use their mm-hmm. hoity-toity services because in real, I, I wouldn't be able to afford those. You know, it's like mm-hmm. I just, I use what I would be able to afford in real life. Anyway, um, I, I, uh, I, I have a meeting later this week. Stop. With, with, with a, with a potential new uh, business partner. Let's go. And it is, it is something that would be very fun. And it would, it, it's something that would be very, fitting for me and I would have a lot of fun doing and we create a lot of fun content out of it and I and I really want it to go well. Does the WWE want you to represent them? They actually want me to main event WrestleMania. They, they want me in a match against <laughs> Roman Reigns. No. Oh my, fantastic. Not for, yeah, I would be destroyed by that man who is freaking awesome. Wait, let's talk about that for a second. What would it take, how many dollars for you to get into a ring with, uh, let's just say Roman Reigns? 
Oh, um, I, oh, it would it would take zero dollars. I would do it. Like, and like no, well, okay. What I'm saying here like to get your butt kicked. Yeah, like yeah, it would it would take a lot. Like to let Conor McGregor, uh, oh, punch me in the face. And I you right. Yeah, yeah like ooh, okay. So let me give you some dollar amounts. Let's see where your head is on this. Okay, one hundred thousand no. dollars. And this is cash in a suitcase, by the way, yeah. on the spot, tax free. Okay, five hundred thousand dollars. I wouldn't do it for under a million. One million dollars cash. Potentially. And, then, and, the, and the rules are you're going to live. He's not going to kill you, but you are definitely going to be like jacked up for some time. No, uh, so I would take so Connor's left handed. His left, um, his his left hand when he shoots his left hand at you has has knocked many a man out. Mm-hmm. Um, I would take I would take one left hand straight to the face with, for one million dollars. I would have my eyes closed the whole time, oh. and then afterward, assuming if he knocked me out, uh-huh. I would like to regain consciousness and I would like to immediately take a picture with him. Okay, like uh, that, those would I'll be take my the terms. Photo. I'll use Those portrait we, mode. We, no, we would, we would get professional cameras. <laughs> this would not be taken on, a, on an iPhone. No, I'm sorry. This would be on a big, giant camera. And then I would like, and then I get to go hang out with him on his yacht one day, too, in the Mediterranean. Like, there, it, would, it would take a lot. I love this game to see what we'd be willing to do for dollars. And here's the thing. For you, it's not dollars. Like, what do you... Okay. Would you... And I'm sorry to bring this up, but you know what I'm going to bring up. Would you watch a one-minute video... Of somebody throwing up. Oh my gosh! And Which, if you return, don't know, that's my absolute worst fear in the world. Jenny, <sighs> there's like it's, she's got barphophobia, you know. Mm-hmm. It is called. I think it's emetophobia. Okay. Emetophobia. There so is you, actually a real name for anyway, it. Anyway, yeah. so the thought of, especially the thought of you there, or or. Okay, what do I have to do? Wait, wait, what's worse for you? Would you would you rather watch a video or or be the one? It's me. Vo- I could watch it. I mean, I don't want to, but I could watch it versus okay. like me doing it is the worst thought. Okay, so the the rule is Ugh. if you mm. had threw up for like a minute, like he after he okay okay, but in return Ugh. your children are guaranteed perfect health until they are seventy five years yes, old. Yes, I would do that. Yeah. That is it. Would you do it for a million dollars? Would you do it for no. ten million dollars? No. Would you do it for your ch- children's guaranteed health until they're 75? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's, that's it. For you, it's not money. For you, it's your yeah, children's health. That's it. That's 100% it. Wow. Can I, can I, I can't you? imagine that offer. You are not familiar with the Marvel Cin- Cinematic Universe, but I was watching, um, there's uh, one of the big ones, the Avengers, for those of you who know, the Avengers Infinity War, right? If you remember this plot of them, and I'll tell you the plot mm-hmm. of the movie, and if, you, and if you're a fan, you know, but in order for Thanos to get the soul stone, you have to trade a soul for a soul. What that <gasps> means is you have to kill the person who is absolute closest to you, the person who you love the most, and that is the only way you get the stone that he needed to achieve his goal. And so I'm thinking about that. And now as a, as a, as a father. Yeah. And I'm like, man, that, that means that people would have to like throw their own child off of a... In there's order no to, way. There's no way. And like it's different when you watch it as a non-parent. Uh-huh. Oh, and, yeah, or, sure. You, actually, you know what I was thinking of, too? I was thinking of my, um, my little dog, Hank. Yeah. You know, who passed. Like, I was like, like, okay, you have to take sweet, sweet, the sweetest boy in the world, Hank, Hank, throw him off a cliff and you get the stuff. Like, you know, I'm going to tie everything together that we've talked about back to the Murdoch trial. Okay. That's why I think people, myself included, can't wrap our brains around the fact that there is a very, very high likelihood that this man, again, not just killed his child, but blasted his head into shreds with a. Shotgun. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you? And now you know the love of a parent. I mean, I can't imagine. I would. I would put myself in front of a truck to save my children. I would die for my children. Do you know? Like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine just how messed up you are in your head to be able to hurt your own child. I can't 
I can't wrap my head around it. And I know it happens. Mm-hmm. It happens. I think about that Chris Watts, another horrible true crime case, but I think you know that story. But the guy in Colorado who was married, had two beautiful kids and a little boy, a baby boy on the way. I, I'm not familiar with the story. Got himself a good looking family, right? Like all American yeah. good looking family. Got himself a, a girlfriend and wanted to be with her. So he killed the mom, the wife, his wife. Killed his two little girls that were both under the age of, I believe, four. Just get you a divorce lawyer, man. Get what are you, you doing? Get you a divorce. What in the world? Or this whole thing with Alex Murdoch. Like, he, okay, so your son was probably going to be convicted of a crime, and I, I don't know, but he had a clean you record. You got enough money, ship him to Barbados. Get him out of the country. Ship him to Barbados. Or, you know, okay, you do the crime, you got to pay the time. Like, maybe he does a little stint in jail, maybe some probation. I don't I don't know. Like, who knows where that would have ended. Oh, he'd have ended. been in prison. I mean, you kill a girl. And, yeah. yeah, except I don't know if it was involuntary. Of course, he was drunk. It's, uh, yeah, I don't vol- know. No, he voluntarily drunk. You, I don't you, know. You got you to get behind bars. Because that's the only way that kid's ever going to learn. I think a judge would look at would look at young Paul Murdoch and mm-hmm. say, you are not, there's no fine or community service that's going to teach you. You need to get your ass kicked in prison. Right. Um, and he would have. And, and, and you, you, need, you need just to be absolutely just beat the crap out of by these criminals in order to learn your lessons. If I had to say my biggest fear besides throwing up, <laughs> and I realize some people are like, you are so stupid, but I, that is genuinely a giant fear. It is. But the, uh, the other giant fear would be being convicted of whatever crime that would put me in jail. Like I am genuinely amazed that people purposefully, purposely, purpose on purpose, commit crimes that they know could very well put them into jail and not even just jail for like five minutes i'm talking jail for the rest of their life like that you'd be willing to take that risk let's say uh three years no that's three minutes right would you you want to get you want to get really deep and messed up i sure do would you consider taking your life if you were convicted of something that would send you to prison for like five years yeah. So would I. I couldn't I, do it. I like like these people that get convicted for the rest of their lives, and they know there's no out here, no parole. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they do it. I'm listening to this other podcast right now, and he's talking about his first day in prison, and it's like everyone knows, like when you walk in, within the first five minutes, you're gonna get tested by something. Like the first thing you have to do is fight. Doesn't even matter Ugh. if it, it doesn't even matter if you win or lose. You just have to prove that you're that you're like that you're not a bitch. You know, you have to you yeah. just have to walk in. And someone's just going to walk up and test you, and you got to go to a blind corner and and potentially oh just get the crap kicked out of you. But then if you do, apparently there's a little level of respect there. Oh, you get, for sure, you hear about that. Yeah. So, but but you got to you got to fight right off the bat. You got to prove that you're not a you're not a coward. I I just don't again know why people commit crimes at all, but that they know that could. Also, I don't know how people sleep at night. You know. Oh, you can't. Like, and I imagine the things you hear from like, okay, again, gross, but we're mm-hmm. talking about prison. You know what happens in those cells if there's somebody, these two cellmates, and one of them is the dominant person and decides, I would like to dominate tonight. Right. Everybody can probably hear that. Well, so I, I meant that literally and figuratively, but like literally in prison, how do you sleep at night? Because right. there's that. But I mean committing some of the terrible things that people do. I don't know how they sleep at night. I don't know about you, but I lay down at the end, you know, when I'm end of my day and I'm getting ready to you know, go to sleep and just relax for the night. And I kind of run through my whole day in my head. It's gotten a little better since I started taking Prozac seriously because I'm able to, but I kind of go through my whole day and make sure that, okay, did I, did I treat everyone well today? Is everybody happy with me today? Did I, you know, do anything to hurt anybody today? Or do you know what I mean? I go through my whole day and sort of analyze everything. And I can't imagine if I was like, well, damn it. I, 
Well, one of the things that you stole should, a million dollars today and killed someone. One of the well, I wouldn't feel bad about stealing the million dollars. It's insured. It's no, fine. Stop it. I uh, no, but if I were you, I would I would maybe think about what would keep you up tonight is, is that you don't always respond to my text messages. If you respond to my text messages a little more often, that'd be nice. You know, if you text me after a certain hour, I think we're all in the loop here. You're no, not no, gonna, no. I text you like one it. in the afternoon, and then you might respond at seven thirty before you put your phone down for the night. Well, I can tell you, probably was napping. Then I was probably doing my chores, and I probably picked my kids up. And sometimes I just don't, or sometimes I mentally reply. I'm terrible at mentally replying, right, and then do I don't that. actually reply. All right, one more thing before we go. I gotta okay. Hand, I gotta hand you this. I gotta hand you this mug real quick. Because our luncheon's about to start. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hand this to you. Okay. So I'm just, and, and there's no real re- other than this. I uh, I just handed Jenny a coffee mug. I have a coffee mug just because these are only cups in the room. What I'd like to do is I'd like to raise our glass. I'd like to make a toast. Okay. As here's to a great month. Yeah. We're recording this on March first. Yeah. Um, yesterday marked the end of one of the worst months of my life. Horrible month. And for I am you. so glad that February is out of existence. February 2023 yep. was one of the stupidest months to ever exist. Like personally. if you sit here and roll down the list of things that happened, it's almost yeah. unbelievable. Uh, yeah. So February. So it's and, it, and actually the first half was fine. It was it was fine up to like Valentine's Day. It was fine, but um, shortly after Valentine's Day, uh, we got diagnosed with the old strep throat. Had to go on the antibiotics, which completely tears your body inside out for mm-hmm. a couple of weeks. Necessary, but we get you know we get the strep throat. We get to in the middle of getting strep throat, uh, my dog died. Little Hank, who who by the way is a King Charles Cavalier, and do a little homework on King Charles Cavaliers if you're not familiar with that brand. Just the sweetest damn dog. I've ever met in my life. The first time I met Hank, uh, he was apparently he did this with everybody, so I'm not special. But these dogs are just so <laughs> excited to meet new people, and they love people so much that he 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 jumped up like dogs do, peed all the way down my legs. He was Bless so excited. It. That was literally his me. And I remember it was the first time I'd ever gone over to Katie's apartment. She was girl I was potentially dating. Now she's my wife. And I made the joke. Ah, so that's how you're able to get my pants off so quick once I Because I had to take my pants off, put them in the dryer. <laughs> she, had a pair of, she had a pair of basketball shorts. I think we're an ex-boyfriend's of hers that I had to borrow while my pants were in the dryer getting all the pee so out of there. Funny. Yeah. And then... Although uh, he wasn't excited to meet me the first time I came over. Because I... Well, it wasn't the first time I came over, but I came over and Katie was at work and I wasn't... Like, no female supposed to be in the house when right. she's at work. But he, we had to pop by your house for whatever reason and get something. And Hank he was thought like, we were having an affair. Oh yeah. my God. He, he literally looked at me and was like, yeah, he was mad at you. He, he did not want to meet you, know, but but Hank was, uh, God dang, he was the best man. Yeah. Loved chasing the ball, and uh, we have this cool little, uh, what is it, a shadow box? We mm-hmm. have this shadow box on our uh, on our mantle now. I'm going to miss him, man. That's my favorite dog that I've ever had, and I'm grateful that uh, I only met him when he was a year and a half old. But that breed, man, is, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get... I didn't say I didn't. I've never said this on the air. I'm gonna say it here, and it's it's a little gross, but like some of you have been there, and hopefully most of you haven't. But we knew we knew that Hank was closer to the end than the beginning, but he was happy up until his very last day because I, I told Katie I was like, once we see some telltale signs, let's. I was like, it was a tough conversation to have with her, but I was like, when we see telltale signs, let's let's get to the vet, let's schedule a put down day, let's spoil him, and let's let's put him down peacefully. Yo, we did not get that. So what happened was we woke up, it was Thursday morning, and um, we were getting our day ready, and we were kind of getting our day started, and one of the ways we start our day is we gotta, we have to give Hank his heart medicine, and um, after you give him his heart medicine, uh, you have to wait an hour and then you feed him. So it was like 7 in the morning, and we're like, oh crap, I gotta give Hank it. And I would taken the day off because I wasn't 100% better from the strep yet. Thank God I took the day off because it was about seven seven thirty in the morning. I was like, "Oh, we gotta go give Hank his heart medicine." And so Katie gets his pills, 
and goes upstairs, and I'm messing with our other dog, Dolly, getting her outside, and she comes down, and she's like, you need to go up and check him. Oh, shit. So, um, <clears throat> yeah, I go upstairs, and he's laying in his favorite spot. He's, he, what he does is he goes, he goes under our bed, pulls a U-turn, and sticks his head out. So, like, <laughs> just, just his head is out, but the rest of his body is under the bed, under the covers, under the bed. And uh, so I see his head there. His eyes are open. And, uh, yeah, we were not able to take him to put him down. He was dead in our house. Wow. And I don't know if you've ever gone through that before, if you've always been able to put your dog down at the vet. But when you wake up to your dog dead in your house, that is a, that mm. is an awful situation. So I, I, I kind of I was like, hey, buddy. And I'm trying like, hey, buddy. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm looking for a tail to move or something. And then I, I felt his body. Jenny, his body was cold. Bless his heart. His body was cold. And and then I um so then I kind of looked at Katie and I said, yeah. And she's like, shit. All right. So. We, um, sorry, I'm cussing a lot as I tell the story. Well, the story I said the sucks. F word earlier. Um, so Katie has, has to go to work. So I was like, that's, you know, that's okay. You go and I'll take care of any, you know, let me, let me, I feel like this is my job as the husband and as the father. This is kind of my job to make sure that this is all taken care of by the time she gets home. Um, cause she's known him since he was eight weeks old. And so she goes to work and I have, God, this is going to be morbid. But I want you, honestly, I wish somebody would have prepared me for this. So if you need to stop the podcast here, that's fine. I'm actually really glad that you are sharing it because I'll tell you, I've had these, these questions because our dog, Oscar, is he is in his final year, maybe. Mm-hmm. And our other dog, we had to put him down. But it was kind of lovely because we were able to plan for that. And this is probably, I, I don't know. I don't know what happens if you don't plan for it, if it just happens. It sucks. Um. So what happened? And, and so and so his his breed is notorious for heart issues. Their breed, their lifespan is only eight to ten years. We got nine and a half. So we did a good job. That's awesome. So, um. Katie left, and it was like it was just time to go up there, and so I had to, I kind of I put my hand all the way under there, and I, I down like by his butt, and I just kind of had to scoot him out. And I what I wasn't prepared for, and it's anybody who's dealt with potentially a body before is going to laugh at me, but I just because you hear about it, but I didn't know he was stiff, mm-hmm. so he he likes to lay with his legs sprawled out, and so he passed away that way. So he wasn't cuddled up; oh. his legs were straight out, and I and I and I tried to kind of push them in so he was easier to wrap in a blanket I couldn't do it his legs were stuck out and there was no moving that which is which just sucked and um so we yeah so I, I okay so I kind of scoot him I got to maneuver him around the bed frame to, to get his body out and then I had his body out and we wrapped him up and I and I brought him downstairs and I didn't really know what to do with it. I set him on the kitchen counter which is kind of messed up but um I I, I kind of looked and uh Dolly saw me carry him, and every time I carry Hank, I would carry Hank down the stairs a lot towards the end because he was old and sore. And I was like, "Buddy, I'll carry." He's twenty pounds. I was like, "I'll carry you down the stairs, buddy. It's no big deal." So I carried him down the stairs, and Dolly sees me carrying him. She hadn't seen him all morning, so she tries to jump up. Oh, it's Hank! It's Hank! And I'm like, "Ah, girl, you're." I was like, "But I wanted to tell her, so I had to." Um, so I don't. I was like, "All right, how do I tell her?" I didn't. I didn't want to really jump up on the counter and kind of weird or whatever. So. I kind of I had two blankets on him, and and so I unwrapped the first one so you could see his head and his tail, but his body was still wrapped up. And so what I did was I just I laid him gently on the floor, and I said, "All right, Dolly, come here," mm. and I let her sniff him, and she could obviously sense that there wasn't warmth or anything. I I don't know what she knows and what she doesn't know. Dogs are so smart, I'm sure. But she, but she yeah. sniffed him and was kind of, and she kind of can't tilted her head back, and she kind of turned her head, and she's like, "What?" And I'm like, "Yeah, girl." I'm like, "He," I was like, "I was like, Hank's Hank's uh, Hank's not here anymore." I'm like, he's here, but he's not here. And um, so she, and she was so, she was so gentle, Jenny. She mm. was so gentle. Dolly's an, as, 
I say aggressive, not in a mean way, but she's a psychopath. You know, she's a, she's an Australian. <laughs> if you're an Australian Shepherd, you know these dogs are nuts. So she's she's running a mile a minute. She's doing all these different things, and um, sorry, I didn't expect to tell this story. This is wild, but I, it feels good to get it out. Um, so she's gently tiptoes and kind of smells. They kind of touch noses. She smells his nose and she tiptoes around to his butt. You know, dog smell butt. So she goes and kind of smells his butt, to, and and she doesn't. I assume she just doesn't smell anything or doesn't smell what she usually smells. And then she kind of goes, okay. And her ears kind of went back a little bit, which sucked. Just her ears went back. Ugh. Anyway, so I was like, yeah, girl. And so I picked him up and heck, okay, here's the saddest part of the story. Um, I picked him up. I put him back on the kitchen counter. And I um, mm. I couldn't... Um, I. I couldn't I couldn't put the the blanket back over him yet because because again I, I had unwrapped him partway so you could see his face and you could see his tail and I and I and I couldn't I couldn't wrap him up again because I knew that the first that that as soon as I as soon as I covered his face that that was going to be the last time I ever saw his face and that really sucked <laughs> that um and so it took me. It took me about an it took me about an hour to to finally like wrap him up and take him to the vet and say, "All right, bud, like like okay, it's time to go." And so um You take your time. So, um, Here. So I don't want no tissue. I'm not even crying. Shut up. Um, allergies. <laughs> Allergy season. Pollen. <laughs> I'm getting a cold. It's pollen. I'm crying, I'm crying like a bitch or no. Um so but I, yeah, I finally was able to wrap him up, and I, I took him to the vet. The vet was super cool. They, they literally just took him and said, hey, go home. We'll figure it all out this afternoon or tomorrow. So I took him there. I said goodbye, and uh, we, got him, we got him cremated, and his ashes are spread somewhere. I, uh, basically, I think what they do is, they, I mean, it's probably just out where they just scatter all these dog ashes. And I like to think maybe that's so they're all playing together in sure. the dog park in heaven or whatever. So Hank's got a bunch of friends now. And we took Sol. I put this on my Instagram. I said we took solace in the fact that he... Uh, you know his legs don't hurt anymore. Uh, his heart is healthy, and he has all his, he has all his teeth back. No, <laughs> he had, like a year ago he got like sixteen teeth pulled, and he he was in so much less pain once he got all those teeth pulled. I was really happy for him. My so. Oscar is twelve, and like I said, I mean for a boxer that's extremely old. I would be shocked if he make it. I would be shocked if he made it till summer. I hate to speak that way, but I'm just being real, you, you know, to. realistic. But um, I think about that too because. Really, he's he's has such a hard time getting around. He's not wincing in pain or anything, but he's very slow. And you can just tell. He's, he's slow, just, but he's still happy. He's still happy, and that's why I would never consider anything until, you know, unless... I know, but now I kind of wish I would. Okay. Well, but it, I, what makes me sad, though, is I think about that he's really not living, like, his best life. And our other boxer, Tyson, who we did have to put down right before Jules was born, um, he became paralyzed in his back legs. It's a condition and I can't think of the name of it right now, but he had, he, we actually had wheels for him, like a little yeah. doggy wheelchair situation. And when I look back at photos of even that, I think we kept him for us. Mm-hmm. And when I think back, we shouldn't have done that. You know, he, he was not even living a proper life um, and he was miserable. Um, it's just sad. The whole thing's sad. I wish yeah. they lived forever. Anyway, so February can F right off. Oh, and then by the well, way, wait a F- minute, that's not the end of your February. Oh yeah. And then so just a, a, when you think it couldn't get any worse. And, yeah, Hank dies, and then um, I had one more note I wanted to make about Hank, though. Oh, I'm gonna end it on this note, and I'm sure it's, it's a normal thought to have, but um, I, I wish the one thing that I, I regret about Hank is I wish that, and of course, and this is this is just wish this is this is not real life, and I understand that. But I wish I would have gotten like a text message from God 
mm-hmm. saying, hey, I want you to know that I'm taking Hank tomorrow, you know, or I'm like, hey, today's Hank's last day. So spoil, spoil him. Like his last, his, God, his last meal was stupid ass Rachel Ray food, which is fine. <laughs> we could have been a cheeseburger. Well, like I wish I, I wish I could have gone to McDonald's and gotten him a cheeseburger yeah, for lunch. Yeah, for sure. I, w- I would have cut him up. I would have bought that dog a freaking filet. I'm really, I, when that I get emotional like this, I want to swear like a sailor and I'm really trying, and I'm sorry about that. You're doing but a very good job. I, I wanted to buy him like, fil- I would have bought him a filet and that I'd have grilled it for him. That is the advantage of when you, when you do put a dog down, you can yeah. do those things. But you're so right. This, the last thing I was expecting you to tell me was that he had passed. I mean, it's just, yeah, and because I, was, I know I, we, we knew it, you know, he, he wasn't doing very well health wise, but no, I don't think you saw that coming. That's right. Because I remember I was all sick that day because it was yes. a Thursday and then I called you at like 830 and I'm like, hey, listen, I need I need. Are you alone? And you're like, what's going on? I tell you the Hank died. And I was like, yeah, I could tell by the, your voice. It was not. Good. Yeah, it was stupid. Anyway. And then to rat and, OK, we're done with that conversation. And then after all that and then the, the, the strep, the strep throat finally, got, I'm, I'm literally on my last day of antibiotic <laughs> and it's the. And it, okay, so here's the deal. The last antibiotic pill was taken, fr- uh, it was Friday morning, right? Friday night, we were, Katie and I were supposed to go to Columbia because Lainey Wilson was in Columbia. Lainey is one of our absolute favorites, right? Friday night, that's what we're supposed to do. But as soon as I'm done with the antibiotics, Friday morning, I'm in here, I do the show. Remember the last hour of the show? I was, you could tell, I was like, whoa, Mike, you don't look so good. You mm. look so good. I guess there's something going around Kansas City right now. KNBC did a story about it, like this norovirus Oof. going around. Which causes my biggest fear: vomiting yep. and diarrhea. <laughs> well, guess what? That decided to. And it's here's the good news about it: if you if you've gone through it, it is a 24 hour bug and it is gone. It is gone. It, it, it'll hit you out of nowhere, but then it goes away pretty quick too. But the 24 hour window that it decided to hit our freaking house longest 24 hours of your life. Well, it was the time that we were supposed to go have our first date night since Chandler had been born. It was going to be our first night sleeping through the night since Chandler's been born. We're going to go see Lainey Wilson and we get to use all our radio perks too. We're going to hang out with her backstage, meet her, and not just like a quick, hey, take a photo and we're out of there. I'm talking like hang out, like have this little hangout that we're lucky enough to get because we work in the industry we work in. Like it was all planned out and it all went to hell because of this stupid bug. and this stupid bug didn't finally get out of our house until like just a couple of days ago, which is why I'm just and, and then here we are now recording this on March first. Thank this that month sucked. I was afraid ass. of you for a couple of days. Like I was really afraid to be well, and I was scared because I was with you and Katie. We had lunch together, and then yeah. I was holding your daughter and loving on her, and I thought, oh my god, like I'm gonna get this crap, which is my. I'm, I'm biggest so grateful fear. you didn't, man. That thing sucked. Not on everything worst. around us. It was disgusting. I mean, I have had that before in my life, and it's absolutely terrible. We're it really get... is. I would rather have any sort of head cold, headache break a finger I would rather break a bone than have that <laughs> that's how serious I am about I think it depends my on the bone. of it I no, think it depends on the bone no, 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 break I, a bone you, 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 no, you would not want to break like your femur like your thigh bone yes I would no you yes, would yes I would no, you, you wouldn't. don't know my no, no, no. loathing you of it you don't know because the thigh you bone you don't no, know you don't know we are getting texted <laughs> we have to go to this lunch it's already starting right ready. now yeah we have to go uh, sorry I made you cry bye <laughs>